0: everyone, welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. My name is Florence Bremer. I've lived in Phoenix f- since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and I was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal. Restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. In the beginning of my practice, and even today, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. As a lawyer, it feels I'm never entirely off the clock. I never step away from thinking about my cases and my clients, and it seeps into my everyday life, but I do my best to enjoy my work and my time not working. Please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. As I've said in other podcasts, this podcast isn't just for lawyers. It's for anyone in the workplace. It is for stay-at-home parents, anybody with time management type issues. And I think that's everyone, no matter what you're in. If you're working for someone, if you're working on your own, you all have these issues. And the podcast that I wanted to talk about today is... I wanted to talk about some some travel tips and just share my experiences on a recent short vacation that I took. So I um, have a grandchild who's less than two months old. He's super cute. His name is Adam. He um, is just the love of my life like I, I just love this kid. And when my daughter was pregnant, towards the end of her pregnancy, she was feeling very miserable and just done with it. So when she was feeling so miserable, she would just come over and, and hang out with me. And while she was coming over one time and hanging out with me on a Sunday a few months ago, we started talking about taking a trip together after the baby came and getting out of the heat in Arizona. Um, I, for the last five years, my husband, myself, and our youngest daughter, daughter, Maggie, have gone to Coronado Island, which is just smack dab right next to San Diego. From Arizona, it's just shy of a six-hour drive. That's about as much driving as I can take. Any other beach is um, seven hours or more. So we've always stayed at Coronado and Coronado's pretty easy. It's a small island and it's quiet um, and, and we've enjoyed it and what we've done in prior years because it's been the three of us we've booked a room at the Hotel Del Coronado which is just a great historic hotel. If you ever have a chance look at some pictures online it's the same hotel where some Like It Hot was filmed in the 60s with Marilyn Monroe and it has just this vast history. It was it was built in the late 1800s. There's rumors of a ghost that lives on the premises. It's right on the beach and it's just cool looking. Like it's a very, very cool looking. But as I was talking about this vacation with my daughter two rooms at the Dell were were sort of impractical and also she wanted she has a dog so she wanted to bring her dog and the Dell will allow pets but they have a pet fee and we were going to have to get two hotel rooms so I came up with what I thought was a brilliant idea which was to get an Airbnb and I found a house it was the only property that was available in Coronado during this time it was um it was called the Charming Beach Cottage, cottage, and it was on Airbnb. I had never gotten anything through Airbnb before. So I didn't know what to expect. The pictures look great. The space had its own parking. So it was a house. So it had a driveway. And um, it had two bedrooms and a full kitchen. And then it also had a living room that had this little turned down couch. Not one of those couches that, you know, pulls out, but it's kind of like a one piece and you just sort of pull out the bottom and it becomes flat. That actually was probably the nicest thing in the house. Um so I had I had booked this. And then after I booked it, um my daughter said, well what you know, what about going somewhere to go swimming? And you know, what about somewhere with a pool and um Is there a place that we can swim at? So I booked during like just smack in the middle of the stay, I booked a room at the Dell so that we could stay there. Also, maybe split up a little bit instead of being in the same house for three nights and have access to the pool and direct access to the beach. So we drove there on Wednesday and and the ride there was fine. There's actually four adults so we could split up the the driving. It's usually me doing all the driving and my husband doing a little bit of it um but it always seems like I'm doing most of the driving. So we split up the driving between um the four of us and and that was more relaxing. And then we got to the house and um the house was <laughs> not as advertised the there there is this phenomena in pictures where things look better in a picture than they do in real life and that's kind of how this looked I, I knew the house was going to be small like it was advertised as a cottage um, the I had been texting with the owner who they Airbnb calls the host he you know let me know it was small like all that was fine Um, But there was a car in the very, very small driveway when we got there. And um, we went inside and the there was a a man cleaning. And so I texted the host and I said, your cleaning guy is here. It turns out the cleaning guy and the host slash owner were the same person. So um he had, did not have the house ready. Um, the house was supposed to be ready at 3 o'clock. We showed up around 4 after being on the road for hours and being exhausted and wanting to unpack and get the baby out of his car seat and all that sort of good stuff. And the house wasn't ready. So he asked if he could have another hour. And so we put our bags in the house but then went and um, went to a restaurant and, and got something to eat. And then so we get back to the house and, you know, starting to unpack and everything. I'm like, it's kind of warm in here. And there's no air conditioning switch anywhere. And there's one box fan for um, three sleeping areas. And so I text him and I'm like, how do you turn on the air conditioning? No air conditioning. And um, there was a ceiling fan in the kitchen and there was a ceiling fan in one of the bedrooms and then a box fan. And that was it. So that first night was, it was just kind of warm. It, you know, the weather was like 75 for a high. And then at night, it went down during the to the 60s. But the house just sort of captured the heat. Um, but when we woke up in the morning, the, the house felt pleasant. So um, the next day, we, um, you know, toured the, the, the island and there's everything is kind of centralized there's lots of residences but in terms of businesses and restaurants everything is basically on this street called Orange Avenue so we walked up and down Orange Avenue had a nice lunch went shopping and then went over to the Dell and checked into the room and my daughter and her fiance wanted to go out for the evening. So we kept the baby and, um, and they went out after we all of us spent some time, you know, in the pool and, and that sort of thing. Um, so taking care of a baby is something I have done before, something I have not done in a long time. He's still waking up, you know, during the night and um, got up a couple times during the night And then at six in the morning, he and I watched the sunrise from a very, very wonderful patio that we had with the greatest view I have ever had at this hotel. We had like a wonderful beach view, we had a pool view, and we also had a view of the historic tower. So that was wonderful. And I said to everyone, I said, I'm not leaving here. I'm not going back to that house. And I called the front desk and I said, can I get the room for another night or any room for another night? And they said, we're sold out. And I thought, how can that be? How can they be sold out? I went online and they were sold out. So I thought, I can do this. We can, you know, I'll go back. And I said, well, can I get late checkout? And checkouts at 11. And we had checked in probably about 4.30. So not, it hadn't even been there 24 hours. And um, I had a wonderful breakfast, by the way, like when they have this great restaurant, that's a, a big buffet, and it looks out at the ocean, and the grounds. And that was wonderful. And I called and I said, you can't give me another room, but can you give me a late checkout, we can only give you till 1130 an extra half hour, we're completely sold out. So I thought, okay, I have to not be a baby about this. Um, and went back to the house. So we all went back to the house. And um, took some naps. Um, I definitely needed a nap after having the baby all night. And um, the house was warming up again. So we went to the movies. And I'll, I'll give a review of the movie before I sign off. Um, but had to go to the movies just to get somewhere cooler. And that is actually something... I always do when I'm at Coronado. They have this small historic movie theater. It only plays three movies at a time. Two of the theaters are the teeniest, tiniest movie theaters you've ever seen. They only hold about 20 people. And then the main movie theater, it probably holds a few hundred and has these wonderful murals on the wall of Coronado. And um, so after that, we went to Panera Had um, some soup, went back to the house. It was still a little warm, but I watched a movie with headphones on because I was still exhausted. I still am exhausted, (laughs) Um, which I should not be feeling this way after a vacation, but I am. And um, slept and then had to get up the next morning and, and leave. And every morning that we were there, I got up really early And the two mornings we were in the house, one morning I picked up bagels, the other morning I picked up um, muffins and a coffee cake. And um, after we left, my daughter said, the one who has the baby, she said, the house kind of grew on me. And I think we all sort of felt that way. Like we just got used to the accommodations and made the best of it. And that last night that we were there, Everyone except for me stayed up and played a card game, and then we got up the next morning, and was were out of the house by about eleven thirty. We went into the city of San Diego, ate at a restaurant called Kindred, which is a vegan restaurant, and it had a wonderful brunch menu, like delicious, delicious brunch menu. My husband had these um, caramel banana pancakes that he was raving about. I, I didn't try him. Everyone else tried him and was raving about him. I had a tofu benedict, which probably sounds gross, but it was delicious. And it came with like a roasted tomato that you could kind of put with the on top of it and, and just kind of mush with your food. Um, we got a side of potatoes with a cashew. Uh, cheese, which probably sounds gross, but it was delicious. Like everything was really, really good. And then we got on the road. And the ride home, I always feel like the ride home feels quicker. Uh, but this ride home didn't. It felt quick at first, like we felt like we were making great time. And then the last two hours, the baby just sort of had it like he was definitely done. And um, he um, was crying. We had to pull over a couple of times, eat and change them, um, you know, get them settled. And it just felt like it was taking forever to get home. And then when I got home, I have, I'll call it a disease. I have this disease or condition that when I get home from a trip, no matter how late it is or how tired I am, instead of just going to bed like a normal person, I have to unpack. I cannot stand to leave the suitcases packed and 99% of the time I will also start a load of laundry because it feels like you have a hundred times more laundry after a vacation than you do at any other time and maybe it's because I'm always just doing my laundry during the week so it's never really piling up but um after a vacation, like I can't help myself. I unpacked everything. I unpacked all the bags. We because it was a road trip, we had bags of food, it took me probably close to two hours to get it all packed. And then um uh here here's a little tip I'll give if you can from a from a vacation come home on Saturday rather than Sunday. Um and come home on a Saturday rather than a Friday. Saturday, I have figured out is generally a good day to travel. For airports, they feel less crowded to me, unless it's like the morning. If you're taking like a Saturday afternoon or evening fri- flight, the airports are pretty quiet. And um, Sunday's, everyone's trying to get back before the week starts. But if you come back on Saturday, you have all of Sunday, just to get your stuff together and, and feel organized. And that's really what I've been doing this entire Saturday. A reason why I say don't come back on a Friday is that so many people are leaving for the weekend, that you're usually crossing them, like you're coming back, but they're, they're going to wherever you're going. And so I find that not a great day to travel. But Saturdays it has been a good day to travel. Um, my favorite days for travel are Tuesday, Wednesday, or Saturday. If you can do flights on those days, I find it to be uh, much more enjoyable than any other day of the week. Monday, I think you deal with a lot of business travelers going where they're going, or people who are um, finishing up a long weekend. So that's just food for thought, a little tip from me. Another thing that we did, and I don't think this is anything super scientific or (laughs) super extraordinary that I'm going to say, but we rented a minivan. And we were uh, four adults, a 12 year old and a baby. And we originally were going to take two cars. And then a couple of months ago, I thought, well, what about renting a minivan? And then that way, it's not two people driving and being exhausted, um, less chance of breaking down because you're in one car instead of two cars. No one has to put mileage on their car. And I had, I don't ever rent cars anywhere. So I had my sister in law help me and she did it through Hotwire, And she put in the dates. And it does a thing where it just finds you the lowest rate and then says, um, gives you kind of a price range and then um, reveals to you, like it reveals to you with like fireworks on the screen and tells you this is the um, deal you got and this is the, the rental place that you're using. So it ended up being Alamo. Um, I found them to be fine. The car and I never had a place to complain about this, but the the minivan itself was pretty dirty. It had um someone who was in the back. I just did a quick look at it. It seemed clean, you know, when I got into it. But then I started driving, and there was like smudge, something gross, like maybe like dripped ice cream or something gross on the steering wheel, and. Um, someone in the back found gum in the cup holder which is so gross and then there was just like bits of garbage everywhere and the seats were just like not in great shape like kind of stained so that was very disappointing but the van itself was it was great in terms of room in terms of traveling with a baby in terms of comfort we, like, we were very comfortable. It had enough room for all the bags. There was tons of space in the back. It even got me thinking, hey, I need a minivan. Um, I said my whole life, I said to my husband before we had kids, I said, if I ever get a minivan, kill me. And I raised three kids without ever having a minivan. And now there is this grandchild and I'm feeling like I need a minivan. I thought it was kind of funny. I guess it shows I'm getting old, becoming a grown-up finally. So those were just some of my experiences with the trip. Um, I'll just give some kind of business tips for what I do when I'm trying to take a trip. One is I schedule it in advance as far as I can because things are always popping up on my calendar and I've told this story a million times in my podcast but it was a good 10 years where I did not take a vacation because what I would do was I would look at my calendar and it would be just chock full of hearings for 3 months and then I would look you know say say I'm in January I look at my calendar I'm like January is very busy February is very busy March is very busy when it gets to April There's nothing there. I'm going to take time off. But I would never exit out or schedule it. So what would happen? Things would show up. And then when I got to April, I would say, April's very busy. May's very busy. June's very busy. I'll take some time off in July. It was never happening. It was 10 years. Um, I think I went to a wedding in Chicago. That may be all that I did. And finally, I had to say, if this is going to happen. I have to make it happen. So I would start to plan trips. And most of my trips, frankly, aren't more than two or three days. Four days is kind of my um, longest. In um, March, I actually went to Mardi Gras and I think I took six days, which was like crazy for me. But I had to start marking days off. And I'll still have to do motions to continue things will pop up but a lot of times when you're scheduling a hearing you're actually in front of the judge and the judge will say hey are you available you know x date and you can say nope i'm on vacation and that's what i had to do so if you have if you're like me where you're you're making your own schedule mark it off yourself if you're working for someone Ask for the time off as soon as you can because there's going to be time periods. Like, I'll give you an example. In Arizona, I would say probably most people are taking time off in the months of June and July because those are the months that the kids are off from school, and it's also when people want to get out of town. Unfortunately, in August, which would be a good month to be out of town, school starts early. My daughter's going back to school on August 7th, so you can't take a trip, you know, August 20th, unless you don't have kids in school. But um, anyone who's dealing with kids in school is going to have to deal with that. Um, There's also going to be other popular time periods like Christmas and Thanksgiving, and if you want that time, ask and you're working for a place where you need to ask for time off, ask for it off as soon as in advance as you can. Another tip that I will give is have backup. So my backup is my staff. And they are so great that they are able to handle a lot of things when I'm not there. Uh, My associate will set up some meetings while I'm gone. If someone calls and says, hey, I want to come in for a meeting. She'll say Florence is on vacation. Can I help you while she's gone? My legal assistant is very good at fielding calls such as that and and getting organized. I don't have them do any scheduling for me because my schedule is always changing. Even when I was gone I had hearings pop up so it would be impossible for them to look at the calendar and schedule in but what they will do is they'll contact me and say hey I looked at your calendar it looks like you have say Tuesday open do you really are you able to take an appointment like they'll check with me and that helps so they are definitely my backup team Part of having a backup team too is also sharing your vacation schedule. I start telling people it doesn't help to tell them a month or two in advance. Hey, I'm going away for three days in a month. Things aren't <laughs> that um, scheduled that far ahead. Some stuff might be. You know, it if you're dealing with the court setting a hearing, obviously that's going to come up. But sort of like the everyday like getting calls, fielding calls, fielding emails, I'm really starting to get everyone prepared, maybe about a week and a half, no more than two weeks before I leave, where I'm starting to say things like, hey, I know that um, you have a contract that you are going to want me to review that's coming up to let you know. I'll be out these days. Hey, I know we were going to touch base before your trial. I'll be out these days. Do you want to touch base before or after I get back from my trip? Just things like that. I'm just constantly sharing the schedule. The other thing I do is prioritize my to-dos. So before I leave, I get as much done as I can get done. And it may call for, and it did in this case, for me working the weekend before because I just wanted it cleaned up. I didn't want to have anything to worry about when I came back. So I had a couple transcripts that came in on some smaller appeals and I processed them and did what I needed to do on those and went through all my mail and all my messages and just felt really cleaned up. And then I start with a to-do list of what I need to do when I get back. So right now on my desk, there is um, a list of priorities for me. I went in today and I did work. So this was part of my coming home on Saturday, which is when I I came home Saturday and my house mail was waiting for me, my assistant had picked it up and left it at the house. Um, And so I went through that. On, as I was unpacking too. Again, part of my disease of not being able to just let things lie. But the, going through that, it was all cleaned up. And I brought out a huge stack of junk and um, things that I didn't need out to recycling. So boom, all cleaned up. So then I went to the office on two occasions today. Luckily, I live close to the office. So I wanted to go to church this morning and take my father-in-law. So I went, there's an 1130 service. So I went to work for two hours before church and went like seven in the morning. Didn't um, worry about taking my shower. I was going to take my shower right before church and came back and um, got all, um, just prepared for tomorrow. So read through my telephone messages. I shuffled them in priority of how they need to be retur- returned. Went through mail, faxes, um, and the stacks of work that my staff had done for me while I was gone. My emails, I had been working on while I was gone, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But because I went through my emails already, I, my emails were kind of cleaned up. So I went through and looked at the ones that I hadn't looked at yet, the ones that went from, I think it was, I think the last time I looked at my emails was Saturday morning, right before we left to come back. So about a 24 hour period. So I had a bunch of new emails. I, Get a lot of emails during the weekends when people are off of work and are thinking about their cases and have questions or have documents they want to send me. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good about tomorrow. So I worked for two hours. I had a timer on my watch. When the timer went off, I went home, got ready, went to church, um, returned the rental car, picked up groceries, like things I needed to do to to get on with my life. And then went back to the office for maybe about another 30 minutes and went through a small stack um, at the office. One thing to do is to write an out of office email message. I unfortunately can't do that. I have Outlook, which allows for it. But I have a server that doesn't allow for it. So that's probably my biggest bummer. Um, so usually because I have the laptop and cause I can log into my emails remotely, most of the time I just stay on top of my emails. There's really not a reason why I can't go through them, um, daily and delete the junk, um, respond to the shorter emails. And then if it's a long email or a letter, I'll respond with, Hey, I'm not, here here's when i get back so i'm sort of doing my own out of the office message on an individual basis and some every once in a while i'll have my staff look through my emails and respond to things but most of the time they don't need to because i can log on remotely and and like i said i might have an hour in the morning or an hour in the afternoon and because i'm not at the office also generating my own emails, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of less emails because I'm not like responding and then getting a response and having back and forth. Another thing I do with my emails is forward them to staff members. So say I get an email and it's a client saying, hey, I, can I come in or can I drop something off or, um, or say I get a transcript or something else. I can forward it to either my legal assistant or my associate with some instructions on how it needs to be handled. Which leads me to create some rules for yourself while working on vacation. So when you're on vacation, hopefully you don't have to just be sitting at a table all day working or have meetings. I actually had a little bit of that. So I I, I had some rules for my emails, which were, basically, um, I did one to two times a day where I would check them. Um, so the first day was all travel Wednesday. So then Wednesday night, I checked them and we had some downtime too. Like everybody was kind of unpacking. And so I did some emails and then I did them again on Thursday morning. And then on, um, Friday, nope, not Friday because I was at the hotel, Oh, Friday, right before we checked out, and then again on Saturday morning. So I had probably three one-hour periods where I answered and checked emails. And then I had a court conference call that I had to call into and um, did that. It, unfor- this was the first time I ever had this happen where I just had really poor reception and the judge was having a hard time hearing me and he asked if I was on a speakerphone and I said, no, I'm in Coronado and he, and he was really, really nice. He said, oh, that explains it, no problem. He said, next time we'll have the hearing in Coronado. I thought that was kind of a cute um, comment. But have those rules for working on vacation. Every once in a while, I will bring... Um, Actual stuff that I have to read, like transcripts, or I might draft a letter or draft a brief. Those are usually on vacations where I have where there's flying involved because I can do that at the airport um, or on the plane. And I had a policy where I used to not pay for the Wi Fi on the plane because I figured, well, I can get the free Wi Fi at the hotel. I have broken that policy because the plane might actually be a good time to have a couple of hours uninterrupted where I could do some research or answer emails and maybe it costs 10 bucks. It's just not that expensive. And it to me, it helps the time fly as well because sometimes just being on a flight can be sort of tedious. But if you're answering emails, then all of a sudden you look and you're like, hey, an hour and a half has gone by. Another tip is to pack a notebook. I always travel with a notebook. I have a notebook with me at all times, even when I'm not traveling. But when I'm traveling, I especially like to have a notebook. I have a paper one in my bag. I also take notes on my phone. I have my laptop where I will create a Word document of just a miscellaneous to-do list. And the reason why I like the Word document is that I can print it off and then have a paper document of just the most miscellaneous things you can ever imagine. It may be um, return call to so-and-so, um, initiate call to so-and-so, just like things that pop up or pop into my head, um, finish brief when I return, um, proof something when I return, like uh, just the most miscellaneous things you've ever seen, um, and sometimes it'll be like personal things, like um, order groceries, you know, on the way home or something like that. I actually did that when I was in Coronado, so I was working on Saturday morning while everyone was packing. And I um, made myself some coffee, sat down at the table. People were running around and packing or still finishing sleeping. So I had like a little bit of quiet time. So I ordered my groceries for pickup on Sunday and just did a small grocery order. I knew I was going to need produce and things like that. So I put that in. And so this will be what my little Word document is. It'll just have the most random things. Um, Calendar, such and such date, you know, just whatever pops up. In, in whatever format, and then I just need like one place to have them all. Um, another tip is, and I, I talked about this a little bit, which is the traveling back on um, Saturday, which is to build a buffer into your trip. I cannot tell you the number of trips that I've taken where I have cut it down to the wire. And sometimes I can't help it. Like sometimes, for instance, say I planned a trip where I was going to come back on Monday afternoon. And my intention is to keep Tuesday clean. And then what happens a Tuesday here morning hearing pops up that is the biggest bummer to me. But to the greatest extent that I can, I build in a buffer. And I actually was able to do it with some success this time, which was coming home on Saturday night, having Sunday as a buffer. And then my first meeting on Monday starts at noon, I actually had a deposition that was scheduled on Monday. And it got canceled, which freed up Monday to me to do meetings but I'm starting my meetings later so that I don't have to be at the office at the crack of dawn I may get there at the crack of dawn but I don't have to if if I don't need to and I used many hours today getting ready but I do want to get a head start on my telephone messages so I'm sure I'll be there um, no later than than eight all right let me see if I have anything else All right. Oh, the other thing is sleep, which is something that I was not successful on this trip. There was a night where my sleep was just very interrupted by taking care of the baby, which is, he's so cute. You can't even, (laughs) you can't even like not enjoy it, but it is tiring and it's tiring. It's tiring for an old lady like me. Um, but sleep and this is usually a trip my like I said my husband and my youngest daughter and I've been taking this trip for many years and we take a ton of naps and just really really relax and it was just more busy there was more of us There was a baby there was a dog it wasn't my most relaxing trip ever but you have to treat sleep like and I read this in an article treat it like it's a nutrient. Um, It's not something you can skimp on. And and I'm recording this on Sunday night. And when I get done with this, I'm pretty much going to bed. Um, I need to reset. I brought home a stack of work. I'm not going to get to it. It'll have to wait till tomorrow. All right. Let me do two quick reviews for you on a streaming option and a movie that I saw when I was in Coronado. I am streaming the last season of Orange is the New Black. It's going a little slow for me, not because the show isn't good, but um, I'm so tired at night. I set my timer for 30 minutes. I'm usually asleep in about 15. So I'm taking it in little um, increments. But this this show is consistently good, and this is the last season. If you've never watched it, I'd say go back and watch it. Here's something about it, though. It's a bit of a bummer. I feel like it has been portrayed almost more like it's a comedy, but it's a drama. It is a drama. There might be some parts that make you laugh, but it's a drama about women in prison and how they get there and what happens to them in prison. What happens to them when they're released? It's very telling, and I find it to be very realistic. Being in my line of work, it's not; it doesn't portray the women as saints, and it shows their their flaws and how they've ended up where they are. But it also shows hardships that they have faced to where how they've ended up there. This season has been so good; it has been confronting issues that are very prevalent in the news like the me too movement and um, immigration um, what happens to convicts when they're released um, unlawful convictions convictions of the innocent you know all these sort of things and it's just opiate abuse like you name it like it's all in there and it's just flawless how it's put in there it's not like oh there's another storyline that just popped up which I think is on dementia um, that a character might be experiencing and it's just it just happens it's just part of the narrative but really 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 gets you thinking and so if you haven't watched it I wouldn't jump into this season I'd start at the beginning Um, in the very beginning of the series they focus more on one character named Piper And then throughout the show, there's a lot of focus on the other women in the prison, and it's just masterfully done. This season is really good. I don't know how they're going to end it, and um, I haven't heard any spoilers yet, so I'm hoping to get through it before I hear any spoilers. The season before was a marvel. It had this story about these two sisters who were in prison together and why they were there, the show does a lot of um, backflashes. So you'll have, you know, you'll be in the prison and then it'll flash back to their story. Sometimes it's their story as children. Sometimes it's their story right that how they got in prison. Sometimes it's their story from a couple of years ago, whatever the case may be. but it's very, very masterfully done. So I recommend it greatly. When we were in Coronado and we were looking for a movie to cool off to, we ended up seeing Hobbs and Shaw. If you like the Fast and Furious movies, you'll like this. It has no, um, it has <laughs> no reality to it. Like you can't go and say, "Oh, I'm going to see a a action movie that is firmly rooted in reality." It isn't. It's almost like a superhero movie in a way. Um, that there's you know. No consequences to the main characters. Um, they don't get hurt in these giant explosions or falling off of cliffs or all this stuff. But the stunts are really, really fun. And it has the characters from Fast and Furious played by... Uh, the Rock and Jason Statham so uh, Jason Statham is Shaw and The Rock is Hobbs so Hobbs and Shaw um, there were some fun cameos not from the Fast and Furious people I figured there would be some sort of tie-in to the next Fast and Furious that was that's coming out next year but they were really, really keeping it separate um, not even really mentioning them Or anything like that. But I liked it. I don't want to say who was in the cameos. But they're really fun. There was funny parts in the movie. Some of it. It was a little bit too long. It was over two hours. It didn't need to be that long. Um, There was a fun um, sequence. Where Hobbs and Shaw. Go to Samoa. To um, stay with. The Rocks family. And then his family is super funny, especially his mama. Like she was just funny and cute and um, said something that my husband's still laughing about. So I'll enjoy it. It You know, it's not a movie where you're like, this will win an Oscar for <laughs> acting <laughs> or for screenplay. It's it That's not the movie. But for a fun summer movie, when you're trying to get out of the heat, this is definitely one that I'd recommend. This was a very, very fun movie. And I love anything with The Rock. I'll admit it. He can be in anything. I'll watch anything. All right. I'm going to wrap it up for the night. Um, wow. This ended up being a much longer podcast than I thought. Um, hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for the podcast, you can find it on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr under Florence Legally Brunette and my website is BrummerLaw.com. Looking forward to talking to you next week. Take care.